720 WGN. He's the man that flies more than anyone else that I know of, and that is Peter Greenberg, the host of Eye on Travel, our travel expert. Where are you today, Peter? Today I'm in Los Angeles waiting for a major storm, but other than that, we're good. (laughs) Yeah, they've been getting hit with a lot of rain. So what's with the travel warnings to Jamaica? Well, let me go back and redefine that for you. They're not warnings. They're advisories, and there's a big difference. Uh, there are four different levels of advisories from the U.S. State Department that are applied, by the way, to every country in the world now. Level one means travel with normal caution. Between all of us, I have no idea what that means. <laughs> level two says travel with increased caution. Level three, reconsider travel. And level four, that's the red flag, do not travel. Now, again, these are advisories. They're not rules or regulations. So let's go back and talk about what's going on in the Bahamas. The Bahamas right now has a level two advisory, meaning travel with increased caution. And that's because the murder rate in the Bahamas just during the first month of, of January of this year soared. But who was getting killed? The crimes are not against travelers or tourists. It was gang against gang, much like what's going on in Mexico with the drug cartels. So the State Department erred on caution and issued that level two advisory. Uh, for most people, they'll never have a problem with it. Then most, most of us would never even leave the resorts. It's not going to be a problem because it's not targeted against travelers and tourists. But there's your advisory. Now, Jamaica had a level two. It's now a level three, which says reconsider travel because the crime rate there is increasing. And it's not just murders. It's street crime as well. And they issued that advisory. But remember, if you read these advisories, Lisa, they don't just say don't go to Jamaica or maybe reconsider going to Jamaica. They're telling you where not to go within Jamaica. And so it's always existed, right? There's always Correct. been places in Jamaica that you should not visit. Absolutely. Look, if they're having a riot in Cincinnati, does that mean I can't go to Cleveland? Of course not. So right. you have to take your time. The, the smartest thing travelers can do is go online and read the English language newspapers. By the way, English is a language spoken in both of those countries. Read the local newspapers in both the Bahamas and Jamaica for the last two weeks. And based on what you're reading in the papers, You'll make a very informed decision as to whether you're going to go or not. Very good point. And I love that you have pointed out that they're called advisories because you can look at the headlines of every major publication in America and they all say, U.S. issues travel warning for the Bahamas. They use the word warning and that does instill fear. Exactly. If you take a look at what a travel warning is, there are a couple of them out there, right? There's a warning not to go to Yemen. There's a warning not to go to Syria. There's a warning for Ukraine. But that's a different kind of warning. Now, I will tell you, I've only been involved in one gunfight in my life. And I mean, just actually been witness to it and had to duck under a table. And that was in Jamaica. But, you know, I was young and I was, you know, traveling throughout that country, probably places I shouldn't be. But I think, well, there if you, know. you yeah, you want to avoid trouble, you can. Listen, it's the same common sense that I'd employ tonight in Los Angeles. Would I go out alone at night and walk on certain neighborhoods in Los Angeles? Absolutely not. Right. But would I go to Los Angeles? I absolutely would. And the same principle applies here. Absolutely. Peter Greenberg is with us. I on Travel. You hear him every weekend on WGN. Uh, Peter, let me run this by you quickly. It's the second incident that I have had with a rental car situation. I bring the car. We, we rent the car in Miami. We point out that there's a dent. The guy doesn't believe us. We drive back into the Enterprise booth. They point it out. They photograph it. They agree. We get home three days ago. We get the email that says you damaged the car and you're now liable for this. 
What is happening? I well, feel like what? if you don't buy the insurance, and this is the second time it's happened, that you really have to cover your butt or or you get held liable for things you didn't do. Well, there are really two issues here. Number one, you did the exact right thing, and everybody should do what you did. And that is before you ever take a car off the lot, take out your cell phone camera and document any blemish, ding, bang, inside and out, and make sure your camera's time-coded. And then go back to the counter, take an extra five minutes, point it out to the agent like you did, and they should note it on the rental car form. They should put it in writing. Then you can leave the lot. Now, you did all that, and they still wanted to ding you. It had nothing to do with the insurance. It had to do with their incompetence. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you what I tell all of our listeners. Do you have a problem? Email me, Peter, petergreenberg.com. Give me the documentation, and we'll get in it for you, okay? Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. Thank you, Peter. Um, what else are you covering? What are you covering this weekend? Well, we're, of course, covering the, the updated information on the investigation of the Boeing 737 MAX. It's going to go beyond just the assembly line of that particular aircraft and now focusing on all the assembly lines of Boeing, the 777 and the 787, because of a lack of a proper safety culture. The FAA still thinks that Boeing's their client. They're not. We're their client. And until that safety culture is rewritten and revised, we're going to have similar problems. So we're going to talk about that in depth, among other things. In fact, the show is coming from Colorado. We'll have the governor of Colorado on talking about new train service, which everybody wants to know about. And a lot of stuff happening in the Mile High City. Would you fly those particular Boeing airplanes? I'll give you a qualified answer. I would if they're properly inspected. It gets down, Lisa, to who's doing the inspection. And for more than five decades, Boeing has used what they call FAA-designated inspectors. These are people who are supposed to determine, first of all, if the plane is airworthy when they build it, and that it's safe when they, when they go down the assembly line. Here's the conflict of interest. Those Boeing seven, uh, those Boeing, uh, those those inspectors of Boeing work for Boeing. Oh. You can't do that, and and so now the FAA has to step up and do what they were supposed to do since they were first made a, an agency back in 1935. They're the ones that should be doing the inspection, not the manufacturer. How many companies make aircraft? You have Airbus and Boeing, and who else? Well, in the old days, of course, you had Douglas, you had Boeing, you had Lockheed, you had Convair, you had. Uh, uh, you had uh, British Aerospace. Of course, you had uh, that, that became Airbus. Right now, the only two players on the block, other than Embraer, which is a Brazilian company, they're Boeing and there's and there's uh, Airbus. <laughs> that seems to be a problem, doesn't it? It does. It yes. does. Absolutely. All right, I'm going to email you my documentation, and you can guide me, Peter. Happy to do it. And of course, on our show every weekend, we do it for everybody else too. So happy to hear it. PeterGreenberg.com. That's where you'll find him, and you will hear him on WGNI on Travel. He's our travel expert. Steve's News is coming up next on 720 WGN.